Hey, and welcome to another episode of Shanthology, the only podcast dedicated to the rowdiest, the howdiest, the rootinest, the tootinest, the highfalutinest, the plum splendiferous, Miss Shannon Lyons. I'm your host, John, and y'all, I'm here to tell you, a cowboy can carry a tune, the trouble comes when he tries to unload it, if and you know what I mean. If you don't know what I mean, you're not alone. That was just folksy-sounding nonsense. I know it's been a while since our last episode was posted, and for that I apologize, but we're back in action with a terrific show today, and it's a little bit different. So it's no secret that we here at Shanthology love to flatter Shannon with interviews with her friends, talking about how great she is, but today's episode is a little bit more informational. Now, I realize that the way that I emphasized informational just now makes it feel kind of like when a realtor says a house is charming, but they really mean that the house is barely standing in a terrible neighborhood without a working bathroom, but it's not like that. Today's episode is informational, like the Great British Baking Show, and by that, I mean very informational. You know what? It's entertaining, too. Today's episode is both informational and entertaining. Entermational. Oh, it's delightful, too. Like the Great British Baking Show, it's entertaining, informational, and delightful. Today's episode is intermational-full. So listen, I can stay here and keep coming up with innovative and time-saving words, or we can get on with the show. Fine, let's get on with the show now and make up more words later. Deal? Deal. First up, here's our friend and noted botanist, Katie Crowfoot, to tell us about some new plant that's apparently really cool. It's true. So, so how, how do you take care of a fiddle leaf fig? Well, I've read a lot of articles on how to make a fiddle leaf fig survive. And Shannon, I don't know if you have a fiddle leaf fig right now. But if you're ever thinking about buying one, you should stop listening right now. But if you're not planning on buying one, you should keep listening. When I purchase a fiddle leaf fig, I look for a lot of leaves because... The way the fiddle leaf fig dies is by losing leaves. (laughs) So if I have, if I start off with a really leafy bush, that's what she said, then, (laughs) then. So you don't buy fiddle leaf figs thinking, I'm going to buy this one. It'll fill out. No, I've never thought that. I've actually never seen a fiddle leaf fig leaf grow. What would that look like? I, you know, I can't even imagine. So basically what I've read and what's been, you know, how I've successfully killed fiddle leaf figs is by reading a lot of articles about them online and then doing just what the article says. So we talk about, you're going to, you want to water it once a week, one cup once a week, but you don't want to move it. They're very Is that universal? Is that for a baby one and one that's 20 feet So, you know, you might want to play around with some water, you know, probably one... Cup so is like it like a pretty one, hardy plant? One cup, maybe, maybe two for the gigantic one outside that's currently dying. Yeah, maybe a little bit less for a, a fiddle leaf bush, we'll say. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think that I, they can pretty much survive anywhere from three to six months with that regimen. <laughs> <laughs> but there, there's definitely a but, point. But but what we've we, you figured out, I think, is that the best way to take care of a fiddle leaf fig is to lock it in an office all summer and do nothing because that way it'll survive. Yeah, yeah. What you're referencing, of course, is the fiddle leaf fig I bought from my old boss's office that I would literally neglect for six months at a time and it somehow would just not die. But every 
every fiddle leaf fig that I've take, tried to take care of has met a just tragic end. Um, so yeah, also, so you don't want it, to, it doesn't want too much light, but it can't be in the dark. It doesn't want to move. <laughs> what do you mean? They're basic, well, you can't it's move a, it, it around. It's, it's fickle. It's a sedentary, sedentary. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't like to work, get a workout. What so other, like it, what plants like to move? Well, you know, like a succulent garden. Okay. It's not going to matter. It's not going to really be annoyed. Like one sun, sunny spot versus another sunny spot. Like the fiddle leaf fig, it's just a fickle, it's a fickle bitch. And I'm proud to say that I've murdered many a fiddle leaf fig. Which I think Shannon would be okay with because they're not technically an animal. <laughs> but so. So yeah. So Shannon, I hope you, uh, good luck if you choose to have a fiddle leaf fig tree. Wow. Well, I don't know about you, but I learned a lot about fiddle leaf figs in that interview. It was really great. Who knew that they could be so entertaining, informational, and you guessed it, delightful. Intermational delight, intermationalful. That's the word that we made up before. Anyway, the podcast business isn't all fun and games. We got to take an ad break real quick, but we will be back with more infotainment. Stay tuned. And I'm Andrew. And we're the co-founders of Spatch. Have you ever thought that you need more spatulas? We definitely did. So we traveled the world to find the highest quality bespoke spatulas and we're bringing them direct to market with no middleman. Our Tibetan child artisans work day and night to make sure that your spatula is a work of art that works for you. Using proprietary space-age engineering and modern ergonomic design technologies, we're bringing you the sophisticated cooking experience you deserve. For only $49.76, you can have a new batch of spatch on your doorstep twice a month. If you order now, we can offer a great deal with our partners at CarrierPigeons.biz. With any $500 order, we'll guarantee your order will be at someone's door in 18 weeks. For more information, join our community at hashtag SPTCH on Facebook, Insta, LinkedIn, Grindr, Pinterest, YouTube, Google+, Grizzle, Woof, and don't forget to scoop us on Spork. Get, Get your, your spatch, spatch on. on. Well, anyone that knows me knows that I love bespoke subscription spatulas. And a spatch subscription would make a great Arbor Day gift. Just saying. All this talk about spatulas reminds me of a joke. What do you call an R&B funk band that only plays in the kitchen? Earth, Wind, and Fryer. Ah, just a little wholesome kitchen humor for all the chefs out there. Hey, while we're on the topic of chefs, our next segment will really get your broccoli boiling. 
Here's Chef Andrew to teach you how to make a vegetarian crunch wrap supreme. Okay. Well, the biggest hurdle you're going to start off with is the fact that they don't make tortillas big enough. So first we got to solve that problem. All right. So what you're going to do is you're going to buy the biggest tortillas that you can get. Um, and then you're going to also take one of those tortillas and you're going to take a rocks glass and you're going to cut out rings of it. So when we're folding it together at the end, that's how you're going to fill that, that space. But you want to get uh, burrito shells, tostada crispy uh, flat tostada things, uh, cheese, filling of your choice so i guess you could make like a, a bean like refried bean or something like 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 base for that to replace the meat and then sour cream cheese diced tomatoes shredded iceberg lettuce um and some taco bell hot sauce which they sell at Publix. and uh I mean, it's basically just that simple. You like put all that stuff together in the order of a Crunchwrap Supreme. You want the meat and cheese on the bottom, separated by the tostada shell. And then on the top, you're going to go lettuce, diced tomato, a little diced onion, and plenty of sour cream. Then you put that ring on the top, and then you fold the burrito shell around it. And you want to you wanna, like, crimp it like almost like a pie crust, you know? You don't, don't, don't go crazy and just put it all in. You want to crimp it around. And then put it in a frying pan on like medium with a little bit of, uh, you want an oil that doesn't have a lot of flavor. You don't want olive oil. You want a little butter, maybe a little vegetable oil. And, uh, and you fry it up like a, like a burrito for a little bit. Just give it a little color. And then cut it in half and eat it. I like to dunk it in the Taco Bell Baja sauce, which they also sell at Publix. And a pro tip is to, instead of tostada shells, you could put Doritos in the middle. And add jalapenos. That's just the recommendation, though. Or fire flaming hot Cheetos. That's cool too. No, no. Hey, thanks, Andrew. Mmm, that really is delicious. Really, I can vouch for this personally. It's really good. We should definitely add them to our rotation. Well, both Andrew and Katie demanded to have a sign off, so here's both of them again with some parting words. Yeah, Shannon. When Cody first asked us to be a part of this podcast experience, I thought, that's a pretty weird idea. But then I realized how much love and attention he's put into it. And he really cares about you. And we really care about you too, so we're happy to be a part of it. And we hope you really enjoy it. Yeah, Shannon, we... Did I say everything? I'm sorry. Ditto. We love you, Shannon. We love you, Shannon. We miss you. Spend more time in Tallahassee soon. All right, folks. Sadly, that's all the show we have for you today. But we will be back, and we will be back soon. Uh, One quick update before we go. Our email service has been suspended, so all fan mail will only be accepted via Carrier Pigeon from here on out. And that does it for me in this episode of Shanthology. As always, thanks for listening, and remember to stay Entermational Fullistic.
This has been an Aerial Bobcat production.